Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours, Metro.co.uk's weekly mental health podcast. I'm Yvette and I'm Ellen and today we're talking to Kira of Feel Good Club which is an Instagram account but also now a cafe in Manchester which looks amazing, very pink, very nice soothing place. We're going to be chatting with her about social media, bringing that in real life as an actual physical community and also candles because candles are important in lockdown. So I'm one half of, of Feel Good Club. The other half is sat down there, and that's my wife, Amy. Um, so Feel Good Club actually started in its very early days and original form around six years ago. Um, I'd been suffering from an eating disorder whilst I was at university and tried to get some professional help, but I'm very open about the fact that I, I find it really difficult to talk. So I tried to seek professional help and didn't really work out too well for me. So I decided that I was going to start focusing on my own mindset and uh, different ways that I could help myself. So alongside that, I started an Instagram page, a um, bit, bit similar to what we do now, but also a little bit different. It was uh, by my own admission, a lot cheesier than, than what we do. Um, and I started making candles in our studio apartment to to try and give myself something else to focus on and document my recovery. Um, fast forward a little bit, it, it started picking up. And um, unfortunately, our studio apartment didn't really cater for the amount of candles that, that I was making. And Amy and I had both just finished uni, so we didn't really have any money to invest in it. So I was using our pots and pans to make these candles. So Amy was coming home from work every day um, to wax in her dinner and um, she, she didn't really like it. So we put a stop to it and kind of kind of put Feel Good Club on the back burner. Um, I then got a, in air quotes, real job. Um, I was working for a social media agency as director of happiness and people where I did a lot around kind of mental health in the workplace and introducing wellbeing programs into the workplace. And then Amy and I got married um, two years ago now. And after we got married, we 
wanted to, we, we, we kind of had something missing. We wanted something else to focus on. And we'd always had Feel Good Club in, in the back of our minds and helping people. So we decided to, to pick it back up again. So we, uh, again, we just, we didn't really have much money to invest in it. We'd just got married and got a house. So uh, we quite luckily and strangely got um, a refund from Airbnb from a place that we'd stayed in years before. Uh, so this £500 just appeared in our bank account and we decided that we were going to use it to invest in in Fielder Club. So we restarted the Instagram page where I was kind of sharing bits about my journey and and different things that I'd been doing to help myself through this recovery. Um, and we bought a screen printer and a sewing machine and we started making clothing alongside the the posts that we were doing uh, to create this community um, of people who all were trying to become uh, happier versions of themselves. And and, and our aim has, has been and, and was then to normalize a conversation around mental health. So we started making these clothes and and it kind of just blew up overnight people were loving the kind of content that we were putting out and they were really resonating with it so um so yeah that that's how we we kind of got to where we are now and then a year a year and a bit on from that we've just opened our well-being coffee shop in Manchester's northern quarter where we've kind of taken that um virtual and online community and brought it to life can you tell us a bit about the um, coffee house? Because I find that really interesting what you said about uh, having this kind of virtual space and then actually making it real. Can you paint us a bit of a kind of picture of what it's like there? Yeah, so it's uh, we, we've unfortunately just had to, to close the doors again, gone of course. back into, into the lockdown. But Amy and I kind of separately, we've been together for 11 years and um we have always had this dream separately and together of creating a space, um, especially as as kind of an LGBTQ couple, um, a space where people feel welcome, where they feel accepted no matter who they are. And uh, we're very open um, when talking about mental health, especially myself. Um, and and we, we just wanted to create this place that where people could come and it kind of feel like a home away from home where they were comfortable being exactly who they were who they are and and knowing that there's no judgment so um the space we've created with with people in mind and um and people that might be suffering from from anxiety so we, we've created the space that is very open it's it's big huge windows um there's lots of greenery around as you can imagine and and we've designed it so that there's lots of different ways to sit so uh, you've got your standard kind of coffee shop layout, but then you've also got um, a greenhouse, which is kind of a private space for people to go. We've got floor seating uh, with lots of pillows where you can go and feel really nice and grounded. And then we've got lots of window seating as well. So you can kind of go in there and and sit however it is that you feel comfortable in a space that feels comfortable to you. Uh, all of our team are mental health first aid trained as well. And we did a lot of training around kind of the the atmosphere that we want to create and our hiring process was was based around people who have similar values to us and and that care about mental health and people and you also allow dogs am i correct oh yeah yeah dogs, <laughs> which i think got, is a big got, thing that is huge it, it's yeah. a huge thing yeah we we've got our our own little uh 
little poppy Juno. So she's the the head of the place. And and yeah, we it's been great actually. The, the two weeks that we were open, one of the days it was actually Juno's first birthday. So we oh. had the first birthday party in there for her, and there was about 30, 40 dogs running around. We did uh, fancy dress competitions. It, it was absolutely wonderful. That sounds like heaven. That's like my idea of like the perfect <laughs> party. That's that's amazing. Um, so what have you been doing um, sort of during lockdown in terms of the business? So we have had to, to close for people to sit in, but we were really passionate about staying open, especially with the, the support that we wanted to provide people. We we had the most incredible and, and overwhelming feedback from the short time that we were open that people really resonated with what we were doing and that it had become the we were getting the same people in every day and it had become a safe space for people to 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 come and, and enjoy um kind of when, when you're in there it had this really strange feeling that you know even though we're we're in this very strange time um and there's so much going on in the outside world but in in those four walls it kind of felt like a, a bit of normality I think as well because because we created the space during covid we were really mindful on on the layout and and it feel that it's very spacious of course with distancing but we were able to design it in that way so it doesn't feel like a space that has kind of been moved around to suit covid it's kind of been built for it um so we, we just to answer your question we've we've closed but we've stayed open for takeaway um so that people can still come and see friendly faces every day uh we we closed two days this week because we uh we found out that we couldn't get uh, government support which is a bit of a blow so we've we've spent the last two days figuring that out but we got back open today and hopefully we're going to get that sorted how have you been doing on a kind of personal level mentally with all of the lockdown pandemic and the impact it's had on your business uh do you know what i think the business has, has kept me kept, kept my mental health in check I think mm. kind of having something to focus on and something that is so important to myself and Amy um that being able to open a business in this time has been a huge success for us anyway so we, we've been extremely positive I think in the first the first few weeks of of lockdown it was there was a lot of adjusting to do and I think it did start to impact me a bit mentally, especially, you know, suffering from an eating disorder and, and not being able to get out and do um, the things that I'd usually do. And that kind of element of control that you find with eating disorders and, and the outside world been been so um, out of my control that I did struggle initially um, slightly. But I think because of what we're doing with Feel Good Club, um, I'm very aware of when my mental health does start to, to, de- to deteriorate and I have a platform to talk about it and to help other people with it. So um, I think the business has actually benefited me massively in that sense. Do you mind telling us a bit more um, about your eating disorder in terms of kind of when it started, but also I guess more recently, what's what sort of helped you to sort of to deal with it? Yeah, so I, I started suffering with it at, at university. I think kind of from um, just self-analyzing, it, it was a huge change. I, I was always kind of a, a very homely person and child growing up. I loved being at home. And then I think moving away and so much change, um, it, it was it was now, I think, a big shock to me mentally that I didn't realize was happening at the time. Um, so it, I, I, yeah, I, I was living 
in a house with with six other other girls and I think it, it just it crept up on me out of nowhere um I remember never ever be prior to that ever thinking about food at all and then I remember one day I was sat in my bedroom and I was eating some biscuits and I noticed calories on a on a packet and it just kind of spiraled from there um and I got to the point where about two years in I, I'd kept it to myself as I said it was um I do I uh, admittedly I, I I'm find it very difficult to to open up so I'd kept it to myself for such a long time and kind of blamed it on all these things um and eventually got to the point where I looked in the mirror one day and and kind of saw what was actually happening um and I, I was dangerously underweight for especially for you know I'm five seven and I, I was about six stone um so I spoke to my parents who because I was at home um, for the summer and I spoke to my parents who knew what was going on. But again, they know me as a person. And if they they told me what to do, that I'd probably go much further the other way. So my mum took me off straight to the doctors the next day. And unfortunately, because I was registered at my um, university and I'd gone to where I'm from in Birmingham, they said that they couldn't help me. So it was at that point that I said, you know, I, it's took me this long to open up. I don't want to open up to anyone else I'm going to I'm going to do it myself so I started researching into eating disorders and and just mental health in general and kind of really helped me looking at um kind of the imbalances that that happen in your brain and kind of seeing it in a really scientific way and that's when um I started recovery and um it, you know I, I don't think I'd ever recommend to anybody to to not get professional help because it was a a long road and I think you know mental illness and, and eating disorders are things that will always rear their head again when you get into difficult situations uh, but I think for me it's it's having good people around me you know having my wife Amy she she was brilliant at supporting me um that you know if you spot it early enough and and you're in check with yourself and you're constantly checking in with yourself every day that you can start to notice the subtle changes because I think it can really creep up on you and before you know it you're back into a bad place so I think for me every, every day I, I get up at a, I'm a big routine person I get up at 6am every day and I, I have things in place to um, like like writing down kind of a stream of, of subconsciousness and and assessing how I'm feeling um, in that way and I can spot it quite easily now. I know you said that you find it difficult to open up, which, um, same, but do you find it easier <laughs> or like scarier in a way to do, cause you speak quite openly online and obviously you're really engaged in this space online with hundreds of thousands of strangers. How do you kind of work that out in your mind that that feels okay? So for me, I've, I actually did some research into it. And for me, I find that I help myself when I'm helping other people. If I'm helping other people with with their problems or issues or, or they're coming to me and opening up, and I find this a lot in my last job, the kind of the role that I was doing, I was speaking to a lot of the team about struggles that, that they were going through. Um, and I think actually in talking to other people about how they're feeling and helping them, it kind of helps me as well. Um, and I think because, you know, the... The platform that we have and we do have you know hundreds of thousands of followers now which is it was which is absolutely incredible um 
helping them is is my priority and I need to take my own advice and I think yeah like giving other people advice helps me take my own (laughs) I think it's really fantastic you've created this sort of this positive space online on Instagram because a lot of the time people sort of say oh you know it's really difficult online and it's full of trolls and all this sort of stuff and especially Instagram people can sort of really slate Instagram can't they and sort of say well it's got all these really unrealistic um images which are sort of warping young people's minds and stuff and um what kind of sort of response have you had within the community is it always positive our feedback has been so positive um and I think because we and one of the reasons why we we've created Field Club in, in the way that it is is that um, you know we we aren't trying to preach to anybody and um, we are quite simply just sharing our own experiences um, and I think people can can really relate to that you know I I make the posts every single morning I, that's that's part of my morning routine as I get up and I make the post on that day so everything that we we talk about on our Instagram is actually part of what's happening with me right now because it's something that I'm thinking about that morning and that's where I'm getting the inspiration for the post so I think that's why people resonate with it and I, and I think you know you, you you're right Instagram does get a bad name and there is a lot of bad out there but there's also a lot of good and I think it's just about educating people to use Instagram as they would have you know magazines 10 years ago that there was so much harmful content and still is in magazines but if you're choosing the right ones that are giving you the right material and the right content um then it can actually be a really positive space to be in what's it like um working with your wife specifically around kind of mental health because I imagine that you guys must be I'm assuming obviously but um it seems like you'd be really open with each other because you kind of have to be yeah, do, do, Amy and I, we're, we're wives and, and we're the best of friends. We met when I was 18 and Amy was 20. We, we've, we've grown up with each other. Um, so we've been through so, so much together. And Amy is very open with her feelings. She is a, a complete open book. Um, she is a Cancerian and um, and she's very true to, to what her star sign is, if you believe in those sorts of things. Um, but yeah, she she's a very open book. So Amy is a very, very good communicator, especially when it comes to how she feels. And we've known each other for so long that she knows me kind of better than I know myself. So you know, as I said, I, I, I don't, and it, it is funny, you know, what we've just been talking about with Instagram, I'm so open on there, but when I'm talking one-to-one with, with someone about how I'm actually feeling in that moment, I find it quite, quite difficult and quite daunting. Um, but Amy knows kind of before I do, if I'm struggling with something, so she will always approach it with me and it can be a bit of a struggle to, to get me to open up, but, um, eventually I do. So we, we work really well together and, you know, throughout university when we met and throughout our, our time together, we've started so many different little businesses and side projects, um, that we actually work really well together because we, we both kind of have, um, quite different roles within the business. Um, and and yeah we 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 make a good team (laughs) so what are your sort of next plans for feel good club because it does seem like you've got loads of different sort of ideas around things different things that you sell and 
Um, is it too soon to ask that because you pretty much recently opened up the coffee shop or do you have any sort of plans for next year? No, not at all. We we want to we want to open, you know, we want to we want to open in full capacity at, at this venue um, first and, and kind of get our plans really going. You know, the one of the main things that we wanted to happen in Fielder Club was events. And and one of our main things is, is you know, I think as adults, it's a lot harder to meet new people um, and you kind of forget about doing things just for the joy of doing them and what will bring you happiness. So we want to have as many different events happening in that space where people can can meet new people, where they can pick up old hobbies or, or learn new things, thing, you know, events that are centered around mental health and, and well-being, but also just just different hobbies that people can pick up, drawing clubs, making candles, floristry, all these different things. Um, but we, we want to bring Feel Good Club to as many different cities as we can. So that's our that's our growth plan. We're already looking at, um, at another space for the middle of next year. Um, and hopefully there'll, there'll be more along the way. I know you mentioned making candles. Are you are you doing any kind of like crafts at the moment? And are there any that you would recommend that we do in lockdown? Um, do you know what? I'm not doing any at the moment because we're, we're we're in the we're in the coffee shop trying to trying to get that working pretty much all the time at the moment. Um, yeah. But making candles is definitely a great one uh, because that you know that is where feelgood club originated from it you know the the process of making it i find extremely calming um and there's actually a really great company that we are looking to do some workshops with um when we can open and and maybe a couple over lockdown as well but they're called agni.org um and the lady who runs that jess she has been putting on free workshops of people who are suffering with with their mental health or have been affected by covid and she's teaching them how to make um her candles and allowing them to sell them to to earn money from them um so that's a really great one um but yeah i think advice for for lockdown would be to pick up old hobbies that that mm-hmm. um or, or new ones um to keep your your mind active yeah I'm very keen to start making candles <laughs> if you couldn't tell it's great it, it sounds so brilliant. fun and I just think like you can you, you you can use your pots and pans forget what yeah. Amy says like wax and <laughs> you don't have to buy buy new expensive uh, equipment you can do it with everything that you've got already Hmm. I think anything at the moment, anything people can do with their hands and actually make something is like so powerful. That's something I've really realised this year. Mm-hmm. And also with Christmas coming up, perfect. Yes, make all the exactly yeah, in your kitchen, making all these candles, and then everybody's getting candles for Christmas. It sounds brilliant. <laughs> Works a treat. Yeah, well, if you want any help or advice on making the candles, just give me a shout. I made made many back in our, our tiny apartment. We actually only had one hob as well. One hob. Oh my room, god! So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a, a very small apartment. <laughs> That's impressive, though. I mean, if you can make candles in that environment, you can do anything. So, absolutely, exactly. Um, I wanted to go back to your Instagram account, sort of just briefly, because. It's so sort of positive and cheerful. And would you mind sharing like some of your favourite mantras or motivational sayings? Because I don't feel like we've had lots of that on this podcast in the past. Like we get people giving advice and stuff. 
Um, but are there any that you'd like to share? Um, or people can just go to the, <laughs> to the Instagram. But. Yeah, I mean, people could just go go follow us. Um, no, I think, you know, it, it, changed, it, it really does change daily. You know, I, I don't necessarily have favorite things that, that I like to share. It is quite literally, I, I'll wake up in the morning um, and I will talk about anything that's on my mind that day. Um, and again, this is a really great exercise for me like I say been someone who who finds it difficult to to open up um I like to get it out in writing and that's kind of kind of what I guess when when you look at it kind of what our Instagram is it's kind of just a a stream of what's happening in in my mind and and giving advice on on that um Mm. but yeah I'd say that I think probably one of the the common things that I talk about is um, kind of around boundaries and um, and not having to to apologise for having a bad day. And I think this is one of one of the one of the things that um, that a lot of people do. You know, you, you make yourself worse by beating yourself up, thinking that you shouldn't feel a certain way um, when actually all you're doing is is making everything 10 times worse. And uh, so I think, yeah, I, I talk a lot about kind of um, kind of just accepting how you feel on that day and that emotions are, aren't, um, aren't constant. They change daily and, and that's okay. I'm going to embarrass you now and read one of them out because I just oh, think God. that's fun. <laughs> but also I, I read it and I was like, no, that sums up exactly what you're saying. So it says important reminder you're allowed to do more of the things that make you happy and less of the things that don't I think that's great because it's just like if you really needed that message today it it just really hits I think that's what's powerful about not to completely smother you with praise but what's really powerful about your Instagram (laughs) is that it's different things different days but you'll come across something and you'll be like that's exactly what I needed to hear today or like that's exactly what is applying to my mood or my situation so that's really powerful Mm -hmm. and and we get that so often we get so many people just saying that they needed to hear it that that day and um that's really comforting for me as well, because if I'm mm. thinking that and I'm feeling that, seeing, you know, hundreds of people commenting, saying that they're feeling the same that day, um, and they can see how many other people are commenting, saying that, um, it's yeah, it's definitely comforting. And, and that's just what we want to be as a, as a brand, as a business. We just want to be there as a reminder to people that, um, you know, you, you don't have to put on this, this positive face all the time, which is what a lot of social media is what we were saying earlier a lot of people use it as their best bits and their highlights and um, the things that they want people to see so I think people do find it refreshing when they see messages like that um, that crop up on on their feed so this is goodbye from mentally yours so go away enjoy your day get on with all your chores from If you've been affected by any of the issues we've been chatting about today, please give the Samaritans a ring on 116 123 
or you can email them at joe@samaritans.org. You can also go to their website, which is samaritans.org. If you've liked this, please give us a rate and review. We're also on social media, on Twitter at MentallyYRS, and we're also on Facebook. The group is private, but it's just called Mentally Yours. See you next time.